You guys, it's been way too long, and I am so excited to be back. I honestly wasn't sure if I was going to make it. Things got real weird these last few weeks. We're going to get into it, but honestly, like, I feel like I got my mojo back, and I it's a new month. It's a new beginning. I just got my nails done and had a big old glass of wine, so we're going to get into it. It feels like the right time. So today's episode is probably going to just be a lot of venting, um, and we're going to recap all these things that have taken place the last few weeks, and it'll explain why I've been MIA for as long as I have. Um, We'll just call this like season two. <laughs> like, I just needed a break. I, I've always said I was going to keep doing this until it wasn't fun anymore. And I, I honestly, I'm not even going to apologize anymore. I'm just going to explain that I did not have the capacity for this, right? Like I have a full-time job and life, and this is just for fun. It's not like this is my full-time gig, you know, I'm not a podcaster for a living or whatever, you know, so this is just a, for funsies, for extras, right? Um, and, and life got heavy and got hard and got in the way. And so this has kind of been put on the back burner, but I don't want to let go of this because I feel like I was on a really good roll and it's been really cathartic for me. And so I want to continue this for a lot of reasons. And, and we're going to get into this today. Um, but like I said, a lot of things have happened and I'm going to explain it to you, but I'm also going to share the lessons that I've gotten out of each instance of the things that have happened the last few weeks, you know, they say things happen in threes and I feel like I've reached my max this year. February was not my month. So, um, I feel like March is going to be a good month for me. My birthday's in a few weeks. I'm about to go to Costa Rica in two days. Like things are looking up for me. So it just feels right to get back on track and to continue you know, recording this podcast because it's my heart and soul and it really is a passion project of mine. So for the people that have been listening and if you're listening to this now and you're like, oh, she's back. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting me. Um, my heart is full. These last few days, I feel like a lot of things have come to light and, and I feel like I'm in a really good place. So let's get into it. Let's dive in. Like I said, I've got I've got a glass of wine in me, so it feels like that's what I needed in order to hash out what's been going on. So let's start with the last episode. Has It's been a while now, and that following week, um, that first week that I didn't record a podcast, or, you know, I didn't record an episode was because work was feeling really heavy. Work had picked up. A lot of stuff was going on. And I'm not going to get into too much specifics, but there's, there's this call that we have on and like, I work for this firm, right? And I'm a creative, I'm a graphic designer and our company in the Americas has this call that invites all the creatives, but some people aren't even creatives and they join the call because they find value in it. And my creative director had asked me if I wanted to help like schedule some of these calls and help her plan the calls because it's a lot, right? We've been doing the calls for like almost two years now, I want to say roughly probably. And, um, it's a, that's a, that's a big task. Her, she has a lot on her plate already. She's a busy person 
and is probably stretched really thin. And if there's anything that I can do to help her, of course, I'm going to want to do that. So I had come up with the idea. I had, I had some friends that I knew in a past life that I thought could come on our call and kind of be a guest speaker and talk to a few things that I thought could be of value with all of the community that, you know, the people that are on this call. And the call didn't go very well for a number of reasons. Like I said, I don't want to get into specifics of it because it's neither here or there. And I want to be respectful of, you know, my employment and I want to be respectful of these people that came on the call. It's, it's, it is what it is. I I don't want to throw shade because I'd like to think that I am better than that. All I'm going to say is that it caused a little bit of a ripple effect and I know that's not my fault, right? Like I'm not the one that directly did this, but I can't help but put blame on myself because I'm the one that asked these people to come on this call. And there there were just things that were said during the call that like didn't didn't vibe well. It wasn't appropriate for the audience. It seemed very like not I don't want to say not professional. It was coming from a place of truth. It was coming from a good place, I'm sure. But after the call happened, I had to give some feedback to these people. And I just had a hunch that they probably didn't understand the audience. And they confirmed that there was a bit of a disconnect, that they didn't really understand who they were speaking to, which I just feel like is, is probably a little bit of a miss. That's probably where I felt a little bit like, okay, I'm asking you to come on, on my company call to speak to X, Y, and Z. I would assume the first thing that you would do is look into the company that I work for. I had offered to get on a call with them to kind of chat through some things and, you know, that wasn't, that didn't happen. So I just felt like as, you know, these people are, you know, like I said, friends of a past life, I just felt like, wow, okay, like there's zero interest in what I do or who I work for. And, you know, me, if it were me, that's the first thing I would do. Like I would do my due diligence and do my homework and make sure that I know who I'm speaking to so that my message is tailored around that. But it just felt like there was a disconnect and there was. And they were very respectful and, you know, receptive to the feedback that was given. I'm pretty sure my creative director had given them feedback And then it just felt like the next day I was still kind of in a weird spot, but my creative director and I talked about it and she had, she was kind of over it at that point. And she made me feel a lot better about things. And I was like, you know what? It wasn't my fault. There were some gifts that were given out of this and I'm just going to rise above it and I'm going to let it go. But then like the next day, something else would happen. And then like the next day, you know, it would be brought up again and it just started to snowball and stack. And, and it would always trigger, like every time something would happen or it would get brought up in a chat, it would trigger this like reaction, chain of reaction or a chain of events where, you know, someone would message me or someone would come over to my desk or someone would call me. I mean, I had one day, like three people come to my desk. This one person called me multiple times. I had people pinging me. It just felt overwhelming when I already was busy and had stuff to do. Like I just didn't have capacity to deal with it. 
And so there were, there was a day where like I had to leave my team call and I just got off of a call and I was literally in tears. And then I was late to my own call that I had to run for my team. And like, I don't want them to see me crying. So I'm like trying to just fake it and put a smile on and be like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm casually late. Like, okay. And like jump into that mode when I'm I'm actually in a really low spot. Like I was below the line and I was like not in a good place, but I just didn't have time to process it because that week was so busy. Like it was already busy at work and it was the week of Valentine's day. So the day before was with, you know, February 13th. If you don't know, this is Galentine's day. And I have a dear friend in Austin who throws a Galentine's day event every year. And so we went out and had a lovely Galentine's day. I had so much fun. And then afterwards we went to, we were, you know, they were like, let's go to this drag show. And so we just like ended up going to this drag show event. And like, I stayed out a little later than I would normally on a weeknight. And it was like 10 o'clock. It was pretty PG, but you know, I, I like to be in bed by 9.30, so that was late for me, and then the next day, you know, was Valentine's Day, and so I'm, like, again, processing what's happening at work, but then I also had to run, uh, I'm the chair for our women's group in the Austin office, and so we had a Valentine's Day event that day, and then I went out with my single friends always get together on, on Valentine's Day, because what else are we going to do? So that's like a new tradition. And our dinner reservations were until like 845. So that was also a late night, like went right from work to happy hour with them and then had dinner reservations at 845, didn't get home till like 11. So two nights in a row for me, like that's setting me up to be real grumpy on Thursday. (laughs) So all these things that were happening at work, it was like, I'm overworked, I'm overtired. And you know, there's things going on and I just felt like I didn't have time to process it. So when Friday came around, I was supposed to go to a concert that night. And when I signed off of work at five o'clock, I physically could not move my body off of the couch. I was a hundred percent in freeze mode. My nervous system was not regulated. It was not good. And I couldn't peel myself off of the floor in order to get ready. And I had texted my friend, we were going to ride together. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm slow moving. Like I just need a minute to gather myself. It's been a week. And, and I was like, he was super respectful and was like, yeah, take the time that you need. But a lot of time is passing. So he's like, what's your ETA? And I'm like, I'm really struggling. Like I am trying to rally, but I am really struggling. And then I just had a full blown mental breakdown I like to call them minty bees. It's a little bit more fun, but it wasn't a good place. And I was half dressed on the floor, just bawling. And every time I would get up to try to get ready and then it just, it would hit me like a wave again. And like I said, I know it's because I was tired. I had a lot going on that week, a lot that happened at work that I didn't have time to process because I was so busy. And so I really think that when I signed off at five o'clock, it was like, I froze and then it all hit me at the same time, like Apollo bricks. And I I just was not in a good place. And like I said, my dear friend was like, take, take the time. If you don't want to go, like, don't go. And I was like, honestly, I don't like, I don't have capacity to even be around people or to put a smile on my face and pretend that feels exhausting. I, that alone felt like asking way too much of me. Like even the fact of getting dressed was like a complete chore. I couldn't do it. 
And I was like, even if I could muster and, and just force myself to get ready and go, I'm not going to have a good time. And then I'm not, I'm going to ruin everyone else's time. So I had made the decision to just stay in. And then I stayed in that entire weekend and didn't do anything. And thankfully it was a three day weekend. So I was like, this is exactly what I need. I'm just going to stay I'm going to stay in. I'm going to like drink water, hydrate. I'm not going to drink alcohol. I'm going to catch up on sleep. And that Sunday I had gone to the, my yoga studio. One of the yoga studios I go to has like a sauna, um, cold plunge room. So you can rent it for 45 minutes and just go from the sauna to the cold plunge. And that's supposed to be good for your nervous system. So I was like, maybe that will be good. That was very relaxing. And then immediately after I went to a Reiki breathwork class, So it was just kind of trying to heal myself. And then that night I went to yoga, like literally trying to do everything I can to just get my nervous system back on track and regulated and then to heal myself. Right. And so I was like, great, had a great weekend. I feel like I'm back on track, setting myself, myself up for success for the following week. So the following week comes and I sign on on Tuesday morning. Right. So this is after the three day weekend, first day back Tuesday morning. I, the first, one of the first meetings I have every Tuesday is our leadership meeting. And so we were chatting about like file structures and whatever. And my creative director had made a comment about how she never throws anything away. And she has all these old computers that she'll never do anything with. And she doesn't know why she still has them. And I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. I do too. I have this like brick of a computer from 2020 and doesn't seem that long ago, 2020, but in PC eras, a 2020 PC is like obsolete. (laughs) That computer is like a dinosaur compared to my new computer. You know, it's just not, it's, it's old, it's dusty and it doesn't work. Right. Why would I, why do I even have this computer? And the only reason I have it is because when I left my Baltimore office and I came to Austin, I guess Baltimore still had me on the list for new computers. And so they told me my new computer was ready to pick up. And I was like, I don't even live there, but I was going home for the holidays. So I was like, okay, I'll come pick it up. And I was hoping they were going to take my old laptop. And the lady, I guess she was the ops manager, was like, just keep it. You never know when you need a backup. And I just was like, I'm not going to need this computer. So that morning we're joking around about keeping these old, dusty, crusty computers And that evening I had a hair appointment and always take my computer with me and I took it with me. And then I, while my hair processes, I usually work and I was doing stuff on the computer. And when I left the appointment, I closed the lid. I went home, opened the laptop back up to plug it back in at my desk at home. And the computer would not turn on, just would not turn on. I plugged it in. I charged it would not turn on. I held down the power button for about, it felt like 20 years. It would not turn on. And I was like, Oh my God, thank God. I have this crusty, dusty computer that I was just making fun of saying I should get rid of it. And so I popped that bad boy open. And here's the thing that computer doesn't know my new password on my new computer. The only way I can get into it is from the password that I used in 2020. So thank the Lord and our heavenly father that I don't change my password super far off from the password before. Cause my work makes you change your password. Like it feels like every 30 days, it's probably like every three months or something, but 
always it makes you update your password. The only thing I do is update the last four numbers, and it's usually the month and the year that it's asking me to update the password. So it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what the password was in 2020. It was probably some version of a word and 12-2020 or whatever. <laughs> Got in the computer. Hallelujah. So then I immediately go to IT and I'm like, hey, I need help. <laughs> SOS, waving the white flag. Help me, help me, please. What am I supposed to do? And my RIT, bless their souls, it's not like it's a person. The, the first step is to always have to talk to whatever offshore company they've hired for IT. And they are 0% helpful. They're like, well, is it plugged in? Like, yes, it's plugged in. Well, did you check that this, it's securely plugged in? Yes, I did that. Did you try a different outlet? It's like, sir, yes, I've gone through all of this. I've tried three different outlets. It's not the outlet. It's the computer. And so finally they were like, okay, we're going to escalate this up to some, I don't even know what the next step would be. Um, so fine, whatever. And I can't sign into any of my apps. I can't sign in. The only way I can work is through the browser, which at least I can work. At least I have the computer. At least I can work. I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have that computer. I would have had my phone and I would have been able to take meetings and that is about it. I would have been a sitting duck. So the next day they, mind you, let me, let me just preface this. This is Tuesday, Thursday. I'm supposed to give a presentation and this isn't just a little presentation that I'm giving to like you know, my team or whatever. It was to me a really big deal because I was presenting alongside one of our presidents of asset services. It was a big deal. And it was to maybe 50 people. So it wasn't the largest group of people that I was presenting to, but the fact that this person had asked me to come present alongside this president, I wanted to make sure that I was completely buttoned up and prepared. But my presentation and my presentation notes were on my desktop of the computer that just died. So this is a PSA to not save anything to your desktop. My whole company works off of SharePoint. So in OneDrive, like everything is synced to the cloud, which isn't great for like cloud storage. It's not great for the environment. So I did have a file on my desktop that was personal folders. I had all my stock photos saved there. All my podcast files were in that folder. So I lost all of that. That was another reason why I was like, I have to hit the pause button on this because I would have to start all over. I didn't have anything, any of my podcast stuff saved. It was all on that folder. And then this presentation and those speaking notes were saved on the desktop because I was working on them in progress. Like I was just trying to start it and then, you know, once I got to a good place, I probably would have moved it somewhere, but I wasn't at that place yet. And so Wednesday, I'm on this dinosaur computer having to recreate the presentation and my speaking notes in between back-to-back all-day calls. It was a crazy day. And their solution was going to be to have an IT guy. I guess they outsource and hire some company to come and look at the computer in person. But I was like, dude, it's dead. What are you going to do? Like, it's good. This is a waste of time. Unless you're going to take it and give me another computer, like don't come to the office. So thankfully I had mentioned this to the person that leads our team. And she was like, I know someone in it forward me the ticket and we can get it escalated. And thank 
her like so much love her to death because it worked within like 30 minutes someone messaged me and was like we need your address confirmed so we can overnight you a laptop thank you thank you so much like that is the news I needed so they were going to overnight me a laptop. That brings us to Thursday. Thursday, I'm like, okay, I got my presentation done. I got my speaking notes. I've practiced. I've rehearsed. I'm ready for this presentation. It didn't even dawn on me. Also, by the way, that day was supposed to be the day that the laptop was going to be delivered. And they had given me like a two-hour window. It was like 10 to 12. And I had two meetings between that in that window. And I had, I had thought to myself, like, they're going to end up delivering this while I'm on a call. And I had said to myself, like, I have my ring, my ring doorbell is on my, like, my front door. I have my phone set up so I could see if someone came to the door. And I had said on the top of these meetings, like, hey, there could be a chance. I'm, I'm expecting a delivery. I might have to answer the door. And I must have missed it. They didn't ring the doorbell, and I must have missed it. I didn't hear them knock. And so I missed getting my laptop delivered. They, it, uh, signature was required. So I had to present this presentation on the old computer through a browser. And so when I went to go bring up my slides, I couldn't share my screen. I couldn't open the file. It was like a disaster. But again, someone came in and saved the day. And someone on my team was on that call. And he was like, Tracy, just send the file to me and I'll share it. And he did. And he didn't skip a beat. I didn't even have to be like, next slide, please. He like a hundred, it was like we had practiced it for days. It was effortless. And I'm like in tears after this call, like thanking him tremendously. And he's like, it wasn't a big deal. I'm like, to you, it wasn't a big deal. But to me, it meant the world. Like when I was struggling, the last two weeks haven't been easy for me. And the universe is testing me. And in that moment, that is what I needed. I needed someone to just be like, Hey, I got you. You know, that's all it was. He was like, it's not a big deal. Like, but it, but it was because you were there to help me and and you were there to support me. And I talked about it with my creative director after, and she was like, that presentation was so good. And she was, you know, singing my praises, which I so appreciate. Cause I was like, after this whole week, like, I was like, I don't even know if you know exactly what happened. And I told her about the computer issues and all these things. And she was like, you would have never known. And that is showing me that like, not only are you building resiliency, but also like you didn't cave and you didn't let that tech issue cave. Like, right. Like that might've been the straw that broke the camel's back on anyone else, but you didn't cave. And the fact that someone was there to like help you and support you, like the more that you have those people in the, in your corner, the better. So it was a learning lesson for me too, that like, like, and I had to pet my, talk myself up that week, the whole week. I was like, Trace, you got this. Like, you're a professional. You can do this. You can handle this. You got this. Anyone else might, might, might cave and buckle under pressure, but not you. You're a queen. Like, keep going. It's not gonna, it's not gonna kill you. Like, this is just testing. It's a small problem, but like, oh, it was stressful. And there's no opportune time for a computer issue to happen, right? It's not going to happen on a weekend. It's going to happen in the middle of your workday, right? And my team is busy. We are always busy. There is no opportune time for that to happen. It is such an inconvenience. So thank God for the computer and thank God for my teammate for helping me. Thank God for my my leader for being like, I know someone in IT. Like there were so many people in my corner that helped me get through that week. And then 
I had to go to FedEx and I, I could pick up my laptop. I swear that guy at FedEx was probably like, I don't know what's in this box, but it must be something good. Cause I was jumping, heel clicking and skipping out of that FedEx office <laughs> because I got this computer. And I stayed up until about 11 o'clock that night, getting my computer completely set up so that I could actually do my job because I had a full blown entire presentation I had to design the next day. So then had to wake up early and from like seven until five was just designing like a machine, getting this presentation out the door. So then what happens? I sign off and I'm like, I'm not going to have a mental breakdown today. That is not what's going to happen. I'm going to keep it together. And I did, but it's like during the week, I'm, I am just so stressed and stretched thin that when I sign off at five at the end of the day, I don't really have capacity to do anything. And then by the time you sign off at five on Friday, it's like the weekend is literally recovery time. It's like I haven't been doing anything really. I haven't been hanging out with friends. I haven't been doing a whole lot for me. I haven't been practicing self-care. It's all going out the window because all I'm trying to do is just put the pieces back together. And so that's exactly what I did the following weekend. I like didn't do anything that weekend. I went to yoga on Sunday and just kind of chilled and hung out. And so this, that leads us to this week. And so I was like, okay, I am going to, everything, all that happened, right? And whatever, we're going to put that behind us. This week is going to be a slower week. I don't have a lot of deadlines. Like at the end of the week, it's going to be, it's going to be good. I'm going to, so that, that leads us to Monday. Okay. This past Monday, um, the 26th. But I have to back up, in order for this story of what happened this week, I have to back up a a little bit. So in October, I think I might have mentioned this on another episode, but in October, I had gotten into a little fender bender situation in the HEB parking lot, and someone had rear-ended me as he was backing out of a parking space as I was driving through the lane. And so inconvenient, but like, it was just a little, little, little bumper to bumper situation, whatever, but he scraped the whole, it scraped the whole right side of my car. So, and the insurance situation was not fun. His insurance that he had in my mind was like, uh, I don't even know if it was a real business. I was like, this is (laughs) the most unprofessional, uh, hard to get a hold of fake ass insurance company that I've ever had to deal with. So I ended up having to go through my own insurance company. So it just took a long process for it to even to even start anything. So I didn't even get my car into the body shop until like first of December. And when I tell you that it was probably pretty close to the first of December and I didn't get to pick up my vehicle until the end of December, they had my car for an entire month. They had to replace the whole front passenger side door and it was a long process. So, but whatever, like inconvenient, but whatever. I had a rental car. It wasn't a big deal. So I pick up my car on the, it was like the 29th. It was like pretty close to the end of December on February 7th. So like a little over a month after I'm coming home, it's like seven 30 at night. I'm two minutes away from my house and a deer jumps out in the front of my car immediately in front of my car, not even down the road where I can see him and react. He just jumps out in front of my car and I hit him and it tore the entire front of my car up. I just got this car back (laughs) and then this happens. So 
I already had the previous claim open because they had to fix one little part of the car and I'm still waiting to get reimbursed for the rental car. I had to pay for that out of pocket, so I'm waiting to get reimbursed for that. So that claim is still open. So last week, the um, guy at the body shop had called me, and he was like, hey, when are you going to come back in? We have the part. I was like, well, (laughs) got a funny story for you, Brian. Uh, Hit a deer, going to be bringing the car back in. Can you just do both of these things at the same time? He was like, yeah, not a problem. So I was bringing the car back in this past week on the 26th, Monday the 26th. I was dropping the car back off for him to be able to fix the deer damage that has been done. And he did say, he was like, this is interesting. This has never happened before. So I was like, cool. The car is 100% bad luck. It has got bad energy. This is the third time it's been in the body shop. But when I first got the car, like a girl in my parking lot in my apartment complex dinged the side of the door. I had to have a mobile body shop come out and fix the door. A Domino's delivery driver hit the back of my car, but he didn't have any insurance. So I never got that fixed, but it was like a tiny little scratch. It wasn't a big deal. Then I got rear-ended by a guy when I was at a stop sign and he had the audacity to ask me for a date the next day. I have had multiple flat tires in the middle of West Texas and Big Bend, like, and then for, you know, this thing to happen in October and then the deer hit, like, it's bad luck. I ended up saging the car um, before I brought it into the body shop, but clearly that didn't work because I got a call on Friday and they told me that the car has been totaled. So the car is totaled. I don't know if I have gap insurance. I have to get a new car. It's sort of like, I mean, it's terrible news, but I'm also like trying to stay positive. This car was already bad news bears. Maybe this is just the finale of the car and it's time for me to just have a fresh start. Like I'm hoping all that got out of of the way and I'll get a new car and maybe my luck will change and turn. I loved that car though. So I had to go to the body shop and get the stuff out of my car. I didn't have a lot in there, but I left my yoga mat in there. Um, that's like an $80 yoga mat. So I had to go there and like get that and like whatever little other stuff was in the glove box and all that jazz out of the car because they're taking it to the junkyard on Monday, which is so sad. And they're basically going to do a assessment and give me a a settlement offer. I'm hoping that the settlement offer is close to the amount of the total of the lien that's left on the car. And if it's just a wash, I'd be happy. And it's also a blessing that we're getting bonuses this year at my company. I didn't think that was going to happen. So the bonus can be put towards a down payment for a new car. Like that is best case scenario for me. So cross your fingers, your toes, say a prayer, whatever you need to do. Wish me luck that this all takes place and and it's all fine and dandy. I just don't want to be upside down in this. So, but whatever. I had I had my moment yesterday and you know what? I'm allowed to be upset by it. I, it is fair. It's stressful. It's not fun. But, I, you know, any situation, usually just give me a couple days and I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I like process it and I'm like, I always find the silver lining. I always look at the positive. I move forward. I've been tested in my life a lot and this is just another blip. It's just another little speed bump on the path and I'm going to keep going. I always do. I always figure out a way. I am resilient. 
These are just little tests. I don't know what the universe is trying to tell me, but it's been a crazy past three weeks and I have been reflecting on it and I'm like, okay, but there's lessons in everything, right? Every life always, and in everything in life, you learn the lessons. There's a lesson there for you to be able to receive and to have as a takeaway. And so I was trying to do that these past few days and figure out like, you know, I I just have like that analytical mind like that. Like what is, what is the universe trying to tell me? Yesterday, anyone that knows me knows that I see 1111 all of the time, all of the time, almost every day I see it. There was a time where I was seeing it everywhere, not even just on clocks. I was seeing it on street signs. I was seeing it in recordings. Like I would, I would be watching a YouTube video and pause it and it would be 1111. Um, when I moved into my apartment last year and I put the address in my GPS, my arrival time was 1111. It was like weird. Been seeing it for a long time and they're angel numbers. So I've done a lot of research and it's always like, well, it's, it's, it's something you're headed down the right path and it's, it's an, a sign that you should be manifesting what you want in life because it's like, it's a good thing. But yesterday I saw it, uh, on my phone, I was on my phone getting ready to go to bed and I saw 1111 and I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe 1111 is actually a reminder to be grateful for what you do have in life and not thinking about what's coming next. Maybe it's a gentle reminder that like where you at right now is where you're supposed to be and where you're at right now is good. Like yesterday I I went and hung out with, with a girlfriend of mine and we went to this wine event and I don't know. I just felt so blessed. Like I, I love her to death. My friend Nikki, shout out to her. I'm so grateful that she's coming to my life. We've gotten really close and I'm just so happy that, you know, she is someone I can call a friend. And then I had a friend text me last night and said that she heard about what happened to my car. And she was like, don't hesitate to reach out. And, you know, if you even need us to watch Lila while you're in Costa Rica, like let, let me know. And which is so sweet. And I was like, I have so many great people in my corner, so many people that I've reached out on Instagram, so many people that have offered me like their car or if I need help, like I am very blessed. And with the car situation, like I realize it's just a car and I know after all these accidents, I've never been injured, not a nick or a scratch. And I'm very grateful for that. Like this deer hit could have been a lot worse. Someone was telling me yesterday that like they heard of a story where the deer came through the damn windshield and like killed the person that was driving. And I was like, I'm going to tell you what, like this could have gone a lot worse. Cause even if I had saw the deer on the side of the road, cause I turned around and tried to find him and he was nowhere to be found. He must've, everyone's like, well, he must've gone into shock and ran away and died somewhere. I was like, no, in my mind, he was fine. And he ran off and he can tell the story to his friends about what happened. Like, Hey, stay off that road. That's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> like, I cannot even, I love animals and I grew up in the Eastern shore of Maryland where there are deer everywhere. The amount of times I have stopped in a plenty of time to let deer cross the road it is so many times more than I can count. There was even a time I came home and there was a deer in our front yard running around. Like it is something I grew up with. Like you're trained to, if you see a deer on the side of the road, you stop and you let him cross and you wait because you know there's more that are going to come. Like 
that has happened to me so many times. The amount of deer I have avoided hitting in plenty of time, not even having to slam on brakes. This guy didn't give me a chance. So it's just wacky to me that of all places, it happened on a busy neighborhood street, you know, but the fact that I am fine, right? And someone messaged me yesterday and they were like, your car died for you. And I was like, okay, I didn't think about it in that way. Like it sucks that the car is totaled, but if that's what had to happen so that I can still be here, like I will take that. And like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get emotional because like, I thought I was real dumb for being emotional about my car, but there are so many sweet little sweetie pies that messaged me and were like, I was emotional about my car too. Like you get tied to a car and I love this car. I just got this car when I moved to Austin and we have done so many road trips together and I love this car. It's the first car that I had. I had a Jetta, which I liked. I loved her a lot, but this car, I don't know. I was like, really tied to it. It was like the first nice car that I ever had. And I bought it, you know, it's not the first car I bought on my own, but like, I don't know, it's just something different about this vehicle. Like it was the nicest one I've ever owned. And I loved it. I loved everything about it. It was the first car that I had that I wasn't looking for the next car. I like, was like, I like my own, I like my Buick. I like my car. So I don't know. It just was really hard to see, to let go of her. And you know, but I don't know. I think in everything in life, it's always good to have a perspective shift. And I always would remind myself, like, even after this accident, I was like, I'm not hurt. The car's still drivable. It's not a big deal. It can get fixed. I mean, in this case, it can't. I mean, it could, but it's not worth it, whatever. And so, but I mean, after this time, I was like, all right, can we stop though? Like, I'm healthy. I'm, I'm happy, but like, it'd be great if I would not get any more accidents. Um, but I loved that perspective shift that the car died for me. It risked its life for mine. And I was like, damn, okay, that now I'm on the other side of it. Now I'm like, all right, it's, it's fine. It sucks. It is what it is, but I'm going to Costa Rica in two days. And this is going to be a future Tracy problem that I will figure out another time. And I was car shopping and found, I love my Buick. So I was like, honestly, I might just get the same car. But then I saw they have a new, a new version of a Buick called an Invista. Love it. So I was like, maybe I'll get that. I don't know. Trying to just get myself excited for what's to come and not thinking about the thing that I lost. So I bringing it back to the 11, 11 thing. I think it just is like a perspective shift. 11, 11 might be a reminder of like all the the good things that I do have and the blessings that I do have because my life is pretty great. These are minor little little inconveniences, but at the end of the day, I'm still very blessed. I have a great life. I have loving family, lovely freaking friends around me, people that support me, people that I don't even really keep in touch with on Instagram that were sending me the sweetest things. I had a coworker that sent me flowers yesterday. Like she, she left our company. She's not even at my company anymore and did that. Like, I feel so loved. Like, what else is there? Like, everything else is secondary. Like, it made me just feel really, I don't know, going to bed last night, I felt very different. And I was like, all right, I've got it pretty good. So car, no car, like, it's fine. Even today, Ubering to the nail salon. And then afterwards, I was waiting for my Uber and I was just sitting outside. It was like 80 degrees today. And I was like, you know what? Even just having to Uber everywhere, it's kind of been a real treat. So maybe instead of complaining about not having a car, I can use this time to slow down and 
stop and enjoy the sunshine for a few minutes before my ride gets here. And, you know, it's making me prioritize things a little bit differently. So anyway, I, looking back on it, looking back on the last few weeks, here are the takeaways that I've gotten from it. The situation that happened at work with these people that came on the call, the gift that I received was, I used to put these people on a pedestal. I really did. I thought they were untouchable and even, you know, all the wonderful things that they've been doing with their lives. It's great. It's impressive. But the takeaway that I got from that was that I need to not put people on pedestals because I think that I learned a lot about myself in that situation. Someone had told me at work, the only thing that you were guilty of is that you expected them to be as prepared as you would have been if you were giving that presentation. And I think that maybe I've grown a lot for working in the corporate world and I've learned how to do my due diligence and I've learned how to be a great public speaker and I've learned how to carry myself in a professional way. And I've learned how to speak to my audience and I've learned about all these different things that I would not receive if I wasn't in the firm that I'm at, if I wasn't on the team that I'm at. I'm so grateful for my team. And so for me to have that takeaway, to learn that like, I need to start putting my own self on a pedestal. Like maybe I'm the amazing person that I should be looking up to. Like, I think it's always great to have role models and I do, I have plenty of them but maybe not putting everyone else and accept myself on the pedestal. And so that was a really good learning opportunity for me. Maybe I've outgrown some people and maybe I need to see people differently, you know, not expecting everyone to be perfect. You know, it's, that's not a fair expectation either. Um, the next time I ask someone to come on a call, I'm definitely going to debrief or, you know, brief with them beforehand. Right. It was a learning opportunity. The computer, issue, I feel like kind of just showed me that like nothing's going to slow me down. I kept going. My creative director didn't even know I missed a beat. She had no idea I was even having computer issues. So I'm resilient, right? Like those things, I'm, I'm going to find a workaround. And the fact that no matter what's going on in my life, the week before and the then the computer issues that happened, I still gave a great presentation. So like I've, I've got it. I'm doing it. Like nothing's going to hold me back. So all those little blips, I can't let them affect me because like, what's the point? I'm going to, I'm going to rise above it. I, I, time and time again, I keep doing it. So I need to just believe in myself that I'm going to get through it. It's not a big deal and brush it off and not let these little things bog me down. And then this past week with the car, like I said, I think that it just came full circle for me because I'm like, okay, I'm healthy. I'm happy. I have the best people in my corner. I have a job I really love. I'm thriving in and I'm happy in, and I've got a freaking amazing team that I get to work with every day. I'm freaking blessed. So what is there to complain about? You know, like all these little things that's going to happen in life. That's freaking life. That's life. That my favorite saying is that's showbiz, babe. So instead, and look, I will say you're allowed to be upset. It's I'm allowed to be upset about it in a moment, but I need to know that like, I'm going to be over it just like that. I'm going to get over it real quickly. So shortening up that time frame, I think is like the, the goal for me and just being like, okay, this sucks in the moment. I'm going to let myself have a moment, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to be over this in five minutes and I'm going to keep, keep going. Cause at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. And I know that cause I've been through all these things and 
you can't sweat the small stuff. So that has been my takeaway. That's what, that's what's been going on. That's my takeaway. I can't complain too much because you know what? I, I have the ability to buy another car. I'm lucky enough that I can do that and it's okay. It's not going to make or break me. You know, I'm okay. My, I have my health. I, you know, I'm in one piece and I'm healthy. That is the most important thing in life. My family is healthy. My friends are healthy. We're all happy. We're thriving. I am fortunate enough I'm going to Costa Rica next week. Like, I can't be a spoiled brat, right? I'm going to Costa Rica in two days. How can I be upset? And so I'm just going to go and I'm going to relax and I'm going to enjoy it and come back and be completely rejuvenated. It's going to be a fresh start. And then my birthday is on the 18th. So I have that to look forward to. And I'm going to get a new car and it's going to be an early birthday present for me. And it's going to be fine, right? Like it's going to be fine. And if no one else is there for you in life to tell you that, I'm here to tell you that it's going to be fine. Life always has a way of working out. It really does in a strange way. It always ends up being fine, right? Like all these little things that we bog us down in the day. It's like, let it go. Because in big picture, right? Like some people don't have it as easy. So I don't want to complain about the small stuff when other people are battling a lot more serious things. So that's my takeaway. I hope that this was a value in some perspective. At the very least, I wanted to at least recap what's been going on and explain why I've been MIA. But I'm hoping that the tide has turned and I'm going to be back. And there's a lot of other stuff that I want to talk about. I had this whole thing planned for the month of February where we were going to do a self-love series and talk about self-love and being single on Valentine's Day and self-advocacy because I think that's so important. The month of February is all about love. So I don't, I got to circle back on all all my notes are lost. All my stuff is lost on that old computer. So I'm kind of starting from fresh here, but maybe that's exactly what we need. That's what I need. Sometimes a perspective shift is what we need. So I hope, hope that (laughs) this has resonated in some fashion and we can start on this 2.0 journey together and off to a fresh start together because, um, that's what I need. I hope people, are going to stick around and haven't forgotten about this podcast because I I don't want to give it up. I really don't. I, and I don't want me losing the files to be the reason that I quit. I'm not a quitter. I want to keep going. I have goals that I want to accomplish in this. And like I said, as long as I continue having fun doing this podcast, I'm not going to stop. So that's that is my little treat for you. Don't let life stop you. Don't let life bog you down. Keep that chin up. And keep looking forward because, you know, these little tests the universe sends us is only to show us ourselves that we're resilient. It's to prove to ourselves that we can handle it and we're capable and we're strong, badass women that can handle anything that's thrown our way. So that's my takeaway. Thank you all for continuing to listen and for being here and supporting me and loving me. I appreciate each and every single one of you. And I'm really excited for to continue. So, um, keep following, share this with someone that you think would be, you know, would would benefit from listening. Um, and we will talk next week. Thank you all. Bye.